Hey gorgeous, this is episode number 204 with Mr. Leedsiology, Tom Poland. Hi, this is Tom Poland. You are listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Schlonsky. Enjoy. Super excited to have Tom Poland on the show today. He is a multiple best-selling author of the Leedsiology series, which is backed by 39 years of experience in professional sales and marketing. His clients are in 29 cities and 15 time zones currently all around the world. And Tom specializes in generating high quality inbound new client inquiries. And what I really like about Tom, he is voluntarily married to a German and he's going to share more of that story in the interview, which I, I'm quite sure you will love. And he lives next to the waves in Castaway Beach, Australia. So let's tune in to a wonderful interview with Tom so that you can get really, really nice ideas of how to get new client inquiries. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, Tom. Welcome. Thank you. Kind of looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. And, uh, you know, I, we have like a common, well, not a common connection, but a really cool connection. You are married to a woman from Germany. <laughs> so this is always uh, a good conversation starter as well. <laughs> and it's beautiful to see because what you are doing in the world has such a huge impact for business owners, especially yeah. we talked about that a little bit beforehand. There's so many things out in the marketing world that people sell that do not work. And yeah. so many heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to make it work don't really know where to start. Yeah, and so you, true. Yeah, and you studied that material for decades and yep. really came to the point where you, where you developed a method to support people in getting the opportunity to talk to potential clients. Yeah, in, in, indeed. And, but that was birthed out of years of frustration, disappointment, and I mean, literally going, literally going around the world, paying money to people who were marketing gurus and joining the programs, the seminars, the workshops, the mastermind groups, reading the books, the seminars, and so on, coming back and implementing and finding that actually nothing changed. So after years and years and years of wasting countless thousands of dollars and an and inordinate amount of time, um, I just got so annoyed, really. So I thought, well, I have to figure this thing out myself, which, which I did. And so that thing that I figured out myself wasn't, I wasn't actually teaching marketing at that stage. It was just for my own personal and professional development, curriculum-based business that I, I needed to figure out the marketing. Um, but then the whole Legion area became so much in demand that I was spending more time sharing with friends and colleagues about how I was doing my marketing. I thought, well, I might as well make a business out of this. Yeah, so wonderful. And, and today you help thousands of people to kind of get it right. And I hear that over and over again in, in my coachings that clients tell me, well, it's wonderful. I would love to sell something to someone, but I don't <laughs> even have a person to talk to. And right. you bring the solution. So let's, let's talk about that. What can people do, especially if sales feels so uncomfortable that right. it becomes easier for them and that they actually have leads coming into the door so they can yep. have conversations. Yeah. Well, well, first of all, there's some really good news because selling is what you have to do when your marketing sucks. 
So if you don't like selling, there's an opportunity to get your marketing right. So you don't need to do any selling. No reduction to the ridiculous closes, no alternative choice price points, um, no asking, well, what's your plan B? No scarcity bonuses, no, you know, can I follow you up? None of that. If you do your marketing right, then what happens is you wake up every Monday morning, let's say virtually every Monday morning, and you open up your calendar and there are bookings from people who want to talk to you about becoming a client. And they know how you work with your clients already. They know what your price point is and they've actually confirmed, literally they've confirmed that they can afford to work with you. They've also confirmed that the timing is right to start should you agree it's a good idea to work together. So we're talking about highly qualified, inbound new client inquiries. And that's what good marketing produces, this regular, relentless flow of new client inquiries that are highly qualified. And when you meet with them, it's not going to be a strategy session or a brainstorming session or any sort of, it's just a conversation between two adults to see if you've got a fit. Um, so there is, there's no selling required because you've, you've, and it's all about inbound lead generation, isn't it? So everyone's probably heard of, um, you know, advertising and, and direct response marketing, which essentially is what you do is you go to the marketplace, say, here's an offer, please register your interest or buy it. And you can do it with golf clubs. You can do it with cars. You can do it, you can do it with houses, yachts, planes, but you can't do it with advisory-based businesses or service-based businesses. Direct response marketing or advertising does not work with our style of businesses because we're not selling a commodity, we're selling a relationship. And as soon as, so it's far more like actually we're proposing marriage than it is selling a washing machine. So if, you, if you're going to propose marriage, and I, you mentioned my, my beautiful barbarian, my little barbarian bulldozer that I'm married to, um, you know, I, I actually literally fell in love with her at first sight. I mean, it's, I know it's a cliche, but I was, at, I was at a retreat for the weekend doing a meditation retreat and was just before the first session started. There was like 80 people in the room and I saw her across the other side of the room. And I mean, I literally fell, I just, I mean, the whole of the room went out of focus except for her head and shoulders. I, I literally could not see anyone else in that room. About anyway, long story short, I could have gone up to her and said, excuse me, um, would you be okay if we got married? And she'd probably slap me down, which she could. So I had to have some dates, right? I had to, you know, ask her out for a date and we had coffee. I mean, literally had coffee and went for a bushwalk and then we had some more serious dates and so on and so on. And a year later I proposed to her and, you know, the rest they say is history. So when you're marketing advice or services, it's more like you're proposing marriage. That means that people have to get to know you to, and I say establishing four levels and I, I could drill down on how you do this, but in, in big picture terms, we need to establish rapport, which is that click, click, click thing. I can go down with this person. We need to establish respect for um, a listener's professional integrity and ability. Uh, we need to establish relatability, which means that your prospects feel that you can relate to where they're at and where they want to get to. And, and finally, we need to establish the most powerful force in marketing, which is not present in selling, which is called reciprocity, where we're doing something for someone and making a difference in their business or their life um, prior to even suggesting that they talk to us about becoming a client. So, so let's talk about, um, that, that should say is talking about the difference between traditional direct response marketing, which is register your interest in this thing 
right, we've sent out 10,000 direct mail letters or it's a radio advertisement, but you know, call us if you're interested or go ahead and buy it versus generating inbound, which is more like two-step marketing. Let's give this prospect an experience of what it's like to work with us before we even suggest they talk to us about becoming a client. And that's yeah. what Leadsology is all about. It's about generating those inquiries, having first given people an experience of our brand. Yeah, it's so important, especially for, for all these coaches, consultants, healers, creatives yep. Yep. Who, who, don't, you know, who don't offer the washing machine. But I also think it's important for those people in multi-level marketing, even though they have the product, they are creating relationships to add people to their teams, to grow their business. And so many people just do it wrong. They jump as yeah. you right with a proposal, right? They reach out, you say hello back. And the moment you said hello, they think they can pitch you. Yeah, so exactly. I, I think it's really important. Yeah, let's dive in into those steps. And, and uh, maybe you can share what people can do. Um, obviously, the heart-centered entrepreneur will know that they want that relationship but sometimes you just don't know where to get it from, where to start. Right. So, right. so this is the hundred, this is the hundred hungry, the hundred bears. Um, so let's imagine a forest. And again, this is concept based. We're going to drill down and, and give you more specifics on what this actually looks like from a tactical point of view. But imagine a forest and there's a hundred sleeping bears. And we know magically somehow that three of them are hungry for our honey. We've got honey. We want the bears to eat our honey, but we know only three of them are hungry. So what are our choices here? If we want the bears to eat our honey, we could grab a big pole, sharpen it, and go running through the forest, find a bear, jab it in the ass. Remember, they're all at the bottom, I'm sorry. <laughs> Remember, they're all asleep. Wake the bear up, and then we wave our honey pot in front of their nose. And if their hunger, if we've got one of the three hungry bears, their hunger will exceed their anger, and they'll eat the honey and not us. But if it's not one of the hungry bears, we're going to jab it in the bum, it's going to wake up, and it's going to be really annoyed. And that's exactly what it's like when someone reaches out to you on LinkedIn or wherever and you respond and suddenly they're going, boy, have I got a deal for you? You should join my team because you could make a million. That's jabbing the sleeping bear that's not actually hungry. So instead of, and that's selling and it's cold calling and it's telemarketing and it's direct mail response and it's it basically it's saying, we've got this amazing thing, you should, you, you know, you should, you should reach out and do something about that. But instead of running through the forest with that point, you stick. The other alternative is that we, we find the same forest with the same 100 bears. We still know there's three of them hungry. We just gently put the honeypot outside the forest. Now, the three bears that are hungry will probably start dreaming that they're swimming in honey or something. But then they'll wake up and they'll go, oh, there's no honey. Damn. Oh, hang on, I can still smell the honey. And they come out of the forest and they find the honey. So what does the honey look like? Okay, the best honey is a webinar. Because if you think about the oldest, most successful marketing method in the world, it's speaking to groups of people. And, and if anyone has any doubt about that, just think about the number of clients that Christ, Buddha, and Muhammad have. Because all those three men did was speak to groups of people, and generally small groups of people, and boom, like billions of clients, quote, unquote. So if you can take that oldest, most direct marketing method in the world and you combine it with the newest marketing medium in the world, which is the internet, what you end up with is webinars, speaking to groups of people on webinars. Now, the webinar is the honeypot in my little metaphor. So when I run a webinar, 
my honeypot is come along and see how my clients in 27 cities and 15 different time zones are generating a weekly flow of high quality inbound new client inquiries. That's the title of the webinar. It's a bit long, but it works. So that's the honeypot because I know if someone's interested in that little honeypot, that webinar that's talking about how to generate leads, we have an alignment between the generation of their, their establishment of the interest in that subject and my program, which is showing them how to implement the material from that webinar. So drilling down from this, let's get, let, give people an opportunity to get to know you. So you establish rapport, respect, relatability, reciprocity, drilling down from that, drilling down from the hundred bears in the forest and three of them hungry. We don't know which three are. What we do is we have other people who have an email list with your ideal clients in them, promote your webinar. The hungry bears, metaphorically speaking, on their email list will register and attend your webinar. You then give them 30 to 45 minutes of really valuable information about how you work with your clients. It's not a free training webinar. It's a demonstration of how you work with your clients. So that's a very honest and open direct value proposition. If you want to know how I work with my clients, come along. That's the honeypot. So there's no what marketers call bait and switch. We'll tell them it's just training webinar, but it's really a sales trap. We don't do that, right? Because it's disingenuous. And the very first experience of someone of our brand is we told them A, we're going to give them A, but we gave them B. So we just tell them what it is plainly. Don't dress it up to say, this is a demonstration. If you're interested in this sort of result, whether it's a weight loss result or relationship improvement result or business result, come along and see how we're getting this result for our clients. So what do people do who are starting out or who have like a tiny email list? They, they do webinars with other people who have tiny email lists. Ah, so how does uh, that and work? Webinars, webinars are the fastest way that I know of to build a quality email list. There are faster ways such as summits or JV giveaways. Or some people refer them to, you know, this is where you get a bunch of people who have email lists and they all come along and strut their stuff in a, in a virtual summit or they give away products. And that's a really fast way to build a list, but it's not a very high quality list. But if you, so if you want to, you know, my, my KPI for my clients is one webinar swap a week. They do a webinar with someone, they find someone who's got good quality content and there are literally thousands and thousands and thousands of people out there with good quality content that don't quite know how to market it. Um, and they'll, this other person will promote my client's webinar, my client will promote this other person's webinar. They both grow each other's email list and they typically will both pick up some clients. Not always, but, but mostly they will. The biggest... So are you saying it's live webinars or is it recorded? Yeah, webinars? absolutely live. Yep, live. Definitely live. Why? Because engagement levels. I mean, it's, it's hard enough to keep people engaged in a webinar when they can't see your face and they're not in a physical hall and they've got Facebook open and emails open. It's hard enough to keep engagement up in that context, let alone when everyone realizes, which they should be told if it's not live. Um, because again, we were just bullshitting people. Otherwise we're saying, come along to our training webinar and there's no mention whether it's a replay or it's live. People figure it out, but they're not stupid. So it's, it's got to be live. It's got to add real value and give people take home ideas, whether they work with you or not, that's going to be beneficial for them. Um, the smart ones who can afford to work with you will reach out and want to work with you because we don't want to have to implement all this stuff ourselves. We want someone to guide us through this that has been there before. So don't worry about giving away too much, too many ideas, too much content. Um, 
because the smart ones who have the money will reach out and they'll talk to you about becoming a client. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, to figure out, like, how would you sum it up for somebody who's listening right now and thinks, well, it sounds like a good idea. I haven't done that before. What are the, the steps they need to do to have their first webinar? Obviously, they need an okay. idea, a hooky well, well, webinar title. Yep. <laughs> or, or, so we're we talking about the, the putting together of the webinar itself? No, just like how do, how do they even get there if they've never done it before? right? Because you see people doing webinars on the internet, but just let's say you have not done a webinar before because you're just starting out or you have, you know, you have done a little bit of business, you do one-on-one coaching maybe or coaching group programs, but you have not really figured out the way to grow your list to get those leads on a a regular basis. Right. So there's there's three parts to it. Um, There's the audience. How do you get the audiences? There's the asset, which is how to put the PowerPoint together. And then there's the action. So if you think of audience, asset, action, the audience comes from other people's email lists. The asset is the creation of the PowerPoint and the delivery of that. And the call to action is for people to book a consult to do that in a manner which they qualify, pre-qualify themselves. So, so how, which one how do you want to dive people, into? Let's, well, let's do the first one. We still have a couple minutes for this wonderful episode. So right. let's give people a starting point so they can put their brain to work <laughs> yeah. and then so, in the, in the okay. next interview, so, we could cover some more steps of how to actually do it. But okay, well, what, let's, yeah, let's so you want to start with the audience. Yeah. Uh, yes. How, how, yeah. How do I find people yeah. who want to share my webinar? Right. So it's really, really easy. It's one of the easiest parts of the whole thing is you go to Google and you open up uh, the search and you type in the word webinar and then you type in description of your target market. And you'll have about a million hits or more. So you know, for mine, I'd go small business marketing, webinar, boom. And there'll be a list of thousands of people who run webinars on small business marketing. And, and some of those will be likely prospects. The, one I'm looking for, the ones I'm looking for um, have quality content. They don't have BS offers on the website, like you can earn a million dollars a month and just sit on the beach for half an hour with your laptop and let all the money wash out. So get all the hype merchants of the BS. Um, I, I am also looking for people who feature themselves heavily on their own website. And I'm looking for people who offer a service or advice, not a physical product. Now, if you're selling physical products, you are looking for people who are selling physical products as well. If you're looking for people, who, if you're offering advice or a service or a program, look for people who are offering advice, service or program. We've got to have that alignment in what I call an OPN partner, OPN being other people's networks partner. So, we can identify very quickly whether people are doing webinars, if they're targeting the same target market as us, by a simple Google search. It's the easiest thing in the world to do these days. It didn't used to be that easy, but it is now. Mm-hmm. You, you then need to have, as I've already alluded to, a qualification checklist so you can filter out the ones that would not make suitable partners, the BS merchants, the hype merchants, the people who don't have any personality on their website, won't make a good webinar swap partner because they don't have much of an email list. Uh, if they have no options on their email, uh, on their website, sorry, then they're probably not going to have an email list. So there's lots of different tricks that you can put a checklist together and then quickly eliminate people that are probably not going to be very good prospects for you. Mm, awesome. So, and then from there, I can reach out and ask no. them to cooperate. 
No. No. <laughs> because that's like fast? proposing marriage. It's like proposing marriage at first sight. What you do is you reach out to them and ask them if that appear on your podcast show. Or you reach out to them and ask them if, if they've got a great blog, if you could, if, if they'd be okay if you repost their blog. Or you reach out to them and ask them, would they be okay if you promote their upcoming seminar? Or So that's the reciprocation part so of things. So it's a giving Let's, first. It's right? a giving first yeah. with, with the express intent of receiving. A lot of people will say, we well, just got to give without, well, not with an expectation or a demand of receiving back. But that's the reciprocation. So you think back to what we're talking about with prospects. We're talking about potential JV partners here. But we said with prospects, we can't just go up to them and say, do you want to buy this thing or do you want to talk to me about becoming a client? We've got to establish rapport, respect, relatability, and reciprocity. It's exactly the same with the JV partner. Before we start talking about doing a webinar swap or some sort of cross-promotional JV, we, we've got to allow them uh, for us to give the opportunity so we can establish rapport, respect for what we do, uh, relatability, we understand where they're at, where they want to get to, um, and, and the reciprocity. And so the reciprocity part actually enables all four levels because if we do something cool for them, there's probably going to be a conversation or two around how we do that. They get to know us. They can get to whether they click click with us or not. Not everyone clicks with me uh, for lots of different reasons, but, but the, you know, they'll get that opportunity. Um, and yeah, so the process begins. So, but, but this is the big difference between cold calling, selling, direct marketing, et cetera, versus what I teach, which is two-step this. Give the opportunity for people to get to know us, rapport, respect, relatability, reciprocity, before we approach them for a, a decision on working together. Yeah, so it's building Let's, the relationship. Exactly. Take them out on a date. Yeah. Um, you know, and I tell the story of, of the true story of me asking my wife um, who she thought the world's most irresistible man was. And she came up with Hugh Jackman. And I said, well, what if, what if there was a knock on the front door right now and you, you know, you went and opened the front door and it was Hugh Jackman and he proposed to you, what would you say? And uh, she said, well, you know, I love you, Tom, don't you? And I said, well, yeah, but I kind of think I know what you're coming next. And she said, well, I'm sorry. It's Hugh Jackman. You know, I'd, I'd probably run away with him. And um, I thought about it and I thought, you know, you probably don't need to apologize because if I'd answered the front door and Hugh Jackman proposed to me, I'd probably go as well. And I'm not even gay. <laughs> it's, it's Hugh freaking Jackman. Um, and I tell the story because we are not the commercial equivalent of Hugh Jackman. We can't get away with that. Only Hugh Jackman can get away with that. We need to ask people for a date first, whether it's a potential JV partner or a prospect, we've got to take them out of it and get to know each other before we pop the question. Yeah, I just love it. And um, so people can uh, go to leadgendemo.com where they actually can experience how, how you work. That would be a great, a great opportunity because it, it shows them how I present a webinar. And on the webinar will be people from your list and from other people's email lists. There won't be many from my list on there. We only do that four times a year. So it would be a really bring the whole thing to life. Yeah, all of your links are together with the show notes on the podcast page. So people can hop on over there. But if you want to check it out right now, go to www.leadgendemo.com and get a glimpse of it. And I'm so happy we're having a second interview because I have so many more questions for you. This has been so valuable and I think people get a ton of 
good information out that they can actually work with, that they can put into practice. So thank you so, so much for sharing your wisdom with us today. Thanks for the opportunity, Christine. Well, I just love Tom's story, falling in love at first sight with his beautiful wife, who happens to be a German. <laughs> and uh, I just think it's uh, so romantic. And yeah, well, maybe I'm a bit of a romantic type. But I also love that he took that example in explaining how you can actually create a relationship with your client by following certain steps so that you can create a relationship. And even though you might fall in love first sight, you're not going to run off and ask the person to marry you. So that is what I really, really loved about this interview. I hope you learned a ton because Tom went through so many frustrations, spending a lot of money, a lot of time to then figuring it out himself. And he has spent almost four decades into the art of lead generation so that everyone that follows his advice can generate high quality inbound new client inquiries. And this gets every business to the next level. So I hope you took a ton of notes. Make sure you tune in to the next episode, 205 Endless Leadsiology, where we are going deeper and where Tom shares more of his amazing wisdom advice and you can tune in. Hop on over to christineschlonsky.com, find the podcast tab and Tom's episode number 204 with the show notes, the resources, the transcript and all the links to Tom are just one click away. Once you're over there, make sure you sign up for the empowerment notes. That's empowerment right into your inbox with all the updates to Heart Sales Podcast, amazing content I usually don't share on social. And then once in a while, you get amazing opportunities to join my tribe in a different way to get amazing offers and to, yeah, just help you grow your business. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.